1: We'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping.
0: Or hopefully how they're not coping.
1: And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice
0: and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing.
2: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.
0: Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Maya, can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett.
1: Very good. Oh, sorry, that was great. Really, yeah, really good. Knocked out of the park. Love the podcast. Here's my two-year-old Maya saying your names. I'm from... Harrow. Oh, my God. No. Harrogut. Oh! When you started saying that, I just thought, (sighs) I can't believe this is happening. Oh, God, I... Oh, God, I nearly nearly got hard then. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, She was born in York. Mum's from East Yorkshire, but not from Hull. Me and my Bessie also. They haven't got
0: a Yorkshire accent, have they? No.
1: Some would argue York's not really Yorkshire. Yeah. Me and my Bessie, also an obsessive listener. Saw you in York back before COVID nonsense.
0: I, do you know what? I sell really well in York. I love I'm York. I'm always gigging up there. I, I think it's because I, when I first started, I did all the little places in Yorkshire. And I think if you smash it or do a good gig there, they'll put the effort in to come and see you York, elsewhere. Yorkshire's a good place to gig. We also oh, do yeah, a well podcast
1: about beer, but children has to put pay to that for now. He made me do this as he thinks my daughter is hilarious. Great work on the podcast. Keep it real and sexy. Dan Granger. There we go. Cheers, Grange. Cheers, Granger. Big dog. Big DG. Now, Rob, have we got anything uh, quickly
0: before our guest, which is, we both agreed, one of our favourite episodes, isn't it? Oh, It's a great episode, this one. Um, we're funny and also really interested and uh, talks about some serious things, but in a fun way. Um, but before that, I've got a couple of things. One, um, look, I, went, I was working Sunday. I do Radio 2, 5 till 7. It'd be great if you could listen, uh, guys, and maybe message yeah. in, because uh, uh, I'd, I'd say I'm still winning over the fan base. That's always the case with Radio Rob. <laughs>
1: that's radio always two. the case with the radio give Alice a ring and talk to him, and jo- him about him and John Robbins' first appearance on Radio 5 Live
0: <laughs> yeah when you work for the BBC there's always a little bit of a settling in period so it'd be quite yeah. nice to, if, you, if you'd listen guys or on listen on BBC Sounds yeah. you can hear the show so anyway, anyway the I was, numbers. Yeah do you know exactly how, do you know yeah how please
1: ratings are done people just tick a book at home anyway that's neither here nor there well if you've
0: got the book ticket if not yeah. even if you don't listen can everyone just listen to just have it on the background my show sundays 5 till 7 and yeah. that would really help me out thanks guys anyway I was at work doing that. I was doing my radio show and I left the house about two o'clock. Lou left at one o'clock. She took both girls around the corner to the neighbours who are also parents at the school to have a little barbecue. They was having a little bank holiday barbecue. Um, all the kids from school were there. They got a uh, big bouncy castle and they were just playing in the garden. And yep. I thought... You know, we 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 got a busy Monday, so I thought Lou might be back. You know, after a few hours or so. Um Anyway, I I'm on my way home from the radio show at seven p.m. Lou's still not home. Lou gets in at eight p.m. She's been there for seven hours. Oh, comes back God. drunk. Love it. Love got it. Got drunk. Not battered. She's she knows what she's doing. She's in full control of the kids. Yeah. She walked back. It was not a drive around yeah. the corner, and uh, but very merry. Yeah, junk that, And I uh, found out that she was playing gin face with the mums and dads from school. Gin face? What's gin face? Well, gin face is where you get ten shots of gin. No, sorry, ten, five shots of gin, five shots of water. You all stand in a circle, you take turns, because it's obviously clear, yeah. and um, you drink one, and people have to guess what you're drinking. Oh, that's fun, isn't it? So that you can either fun. have a straight face, or that's disgusting, bluff them, double bluff them, and they've got to work out if it's gin or water and good. anyway she came home drunk and then she was in pure what did i do did i say anything embarrassing oh, for the people at school it, it was great it, and it but it. she did tell me the same story three times you know when someone's drunk going, oh yeah and then so and so i'm like you've told me all stop telling me but it was quite funny to see her come back a bit merry uh but, but yeah that was quite funny and also before we introduce our guests i've got some really good correspondence oh, if you on, want it, hit me up hit me up so things you've won as a kid do you like we like this one don't we yeah love it things you've won as a kid hi rob josh and michael as a kid around six we went on a family holiday to butlins my parents were off to see cool and the gang in the evening so they took us to the kids show beforehand the kids show was in fact blind date for kids Oh wow! Oh wow! wow, wow, wow. This whoa, being whoa, the '90s, whoa, 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 whoa. everyone was then obsessed with the show. So I volunteered yeah. to be the person that reads out the NAF questions. My logic, is, my logic in taking the get question role, is that I knew I'll get, get a, a date, yeah, guaranteed. Yeah,
1: yeah. bang on date.
0: Part. Not bad for a six-year-old, is it? Good thinking. Yeah. I remember sitting one side of a curtain, asking something lame like, "What's their favourite meal?" At the end, I picked someone, and we went on a date. We sat. On our own, in the bar area, and the prize was, in fact, a carton of Ribena and some crisps. The boy didn't say a word to me the whole time and could barely look at me in the eye. Oh, my now, God. As an introduction to the world of modern dating, I suppose it was pretty accurate, although, on reflection, it's quite odd for a kids' show, isn't it? Yeah, that, I think it is weird, that. I think it's That's that, not OK.
1: They're, they're, I don't think they did do kids' specials on that, did they? Like, you know, they'd occasionally do, like, kids' Specials of TV shows. I don't think
0: they aired it, even no, if they did. No. I think that. I
1: <laughs> I'm not sure going on behind it's going to be the bit
0: problematic, that. <laughs> but yeah, that's poor Tessa from East London oh, that went on a date at six. That is weird. that Butler's. That is weird. Um, this I is a good that. one here. Uh, when I was younger, I entered a phone competition for the game show To Me, To You, The Chuckle Brothers. Yeah. And. The question was, which band had five members? Five Bewitched or some other band, I can't remember. Yeah. I felt very confident it was five. I entered, my mum told us, we've got to go out for shopping, and we went out. On returning, there was an answer phone message, which my mum played. The theme tune of Chuckle Vision played out and then cut to someone saying, I had won the competition. No way. But as I didn't pick up, the prize went to the runner-up, <gasps> so I didn't win. Oh, no. My mum was mad as she never okayed the phone call. What? And said it served me right for not asking a bill payer's permission. Oh, and I, I was grounded. Payer. No. I refused to ever watch anything with those two brothers in again. It's not that far. Why would they, why, why would they leave a message? I, I don't remember to me, to you being a lie. Yeah, but you can't leave a message and go, oh, unlucky, you didn't win. Just hang up. Yeah. So... Jane what? from Southend, still not over that, 25 years old. Oh, on. my word, that is heartbreaking. But exactly
1: my kind of anecdote.
0: This this is one boomer one I want to finish on, which is great, and then we'll do Nihao. Boomer and grandparenting story. Hiya, love the poddy. My grandad lives in the Highlands of Scotland, and my brother and I used to spend a couple of weeks holiday there a year. He would sometimes take us to the one-screen cinema that would show one film on repeat for a week. To avoid the crowds, he would take us to see the end of the film and then wait until it started and watch up until what we... <laughs> What?
1: <And> st- <laughs> so you watch the last t- 10 minutes first
0: and then watch up until they caught up for when they went in so they could leave and arrive without crowds and that easy parking incredible. that is absolutely incredible as francis rose can't get that of is that is mental that is really that is good. insane um right now it's time for nihal Arthanaika. um the really good interview this is basically he was a Five Live presenter. He uh, has written books. He was based in London for years on Radio One, then moved his whole family up to Manchester to be on Five Love, which he talks about and the challenges of that. Also a really funny interview, but also really interesting on if you are, you know, moving house or you are, have got kids in new schools that aren't enjoying it. It's, it's quite interesting, Listen, it? But it's really funny as well, but yeah. it's, it's a great one. You enjoyed this, didn't you, Josh? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I was yeah. delighted.
1: It was one of those yeah. ones where we did far too much because we just kept talking. But don't yeah, but worry, Michael will have had out the chaff. But what I mean is, like, the time just flew by. Minimal chaff, I'd say. Because, I'll be honest, I'm not going to name names, but there has been ones where I've been
0: looking at that clock ticking, thinking, when are we going to hit 45 here? Oh, but also thinking it's an absolute chaff monster. We might have to go to 50 minutes here yeah. just to, to, to get to replace chaff with chaff. We're get, I tell you what, there's going to be a few emails read out before this one. A fair few emails. <laughs> And that was Insert Name Here with this seven-minute interview about their children, which <laughs> I think they don't have a relationship with. See you next week. This is the right. opposite. This is Nihal After Enjoy
2: it. welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm, re- I'm really happy to be on this. I'm not going to lie. This is amazing. Oh. It's amazing. Oh, we're very Thank happy you. to have you here. Yeah. I think we're coming on your
1: show as well. Yes, is of course that right? you are. Of
2: course you are. Yeah. Although, oh, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For BBC reasons... This oh. has not happened because you're coming oh, on no, my no, show. No, no, no no no, 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 quote. no, we we no, no, no. No. Of course, Because you've both independently been on my show before anyway. Yeah. So. Yes,
0: yes, talking yes. about we're talking about talking about my last book and I think we're going to come on to talk about the new book. It's absolutely but and you've got a book out. It's a book frenzy. You've also got children. Um can you give us a
2: rundown of your child situation? Uh, the child situation is I have a 13-year-old girl and a 14-year-old boy. Uh, oh. Kingsley is my son, uh, who is 14. He'll be 15 in November. And Aria is my daughter. Yeah. And they loathe each other at the moment. So really? it's, it's A proper, <laughs> t- like, it is carnage. Like, it is absolute carnage. It's like one of them is mainland china and the other one's taiwan and just it's always tense the tension is always there so
1: how long's this
2: been is this a
1: new development
2: no it's just it's just they are very close in age there's only 19 months between them oh. and there's just this oh it's friction <laughs> you're always trying to it's exhausting refereeing it yeah. Like, like, you're constantly yeah. kind of trying to go, no, just be kind to each other. Like, no, don't do that. No, don't say that. Don't trigger that. Don't escalate that. It's a constant <laughs> kind of like, like oh, um,
0: Like working uh, for Donald Trump.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> you're, you're always trying to go, no, please don't say that. Don't do that. Don't trigger that. Don't escalate that. Don't react to that. What are the main beefs then between them? What's um, the main issue? It's just the sibling... My brother and I had a little bit of it when we were growing up. It's just the kind of they're very different personalities. They definitely love each other, right? Like I know there's a lot of love there, but they just can't they can't um coexist at the moment, particularly like, well. Like Gerard and
0: Lampard. You know yeah, yeah. they're good. They just didn't link up.
2: There you go. There you go. For Absolutely. England. Absolutely. That's, it. That's so what you're it. saying is you need to
1: swap one of your children for Gareth Barry. Okay. <laughs>
2: Well, we can take it beyond beyond football. It's like Alonzo and Hamilton, I think, as well. It's, right, uh, it's yeah. There's there's uh, there's there's carnage. There's definitely beef there. It's Biggie and Tupac, uh, except no drive-bys, which is good, okay. cool, because yeah. neither of them and have driving licences. Are you,
1: you Suge Knight in the situation? Is
2: that, <laughs> I, I kind of am Suge Knight. Yeah, you're
0: right. Um, so that, so how did you feel when you found out that you, your, your your partner was pregnant with the second? Because that turnaround, you, you would have had a nine-month-old?
2: Yeah. Well, for me... It was kind of okay, right? Because I don't have to do much, right? Like I, I was a I, first six months of being a parent, uh, I was a terrible dad, right? Like I was a radio one DJ, I was off DJ, and I was like, and my wife turned to me. I kind of became my dad's generation, which was that I go out and work, mm, yeah. Right? I'll enjoy the nice stuff by like cuddling a baby and putting photos on social media, and uh, and not and not really be Kind of present, as they say. I mean, yeah. and my wife. I remember six months in, turned around and said, "Right, okay. Well, if I'm going to have to do this on my own, I might as well do it properly on my own." And you can do one. And I was like, oh. "And I was oh, like, oh. yeah." Like, she, like literally gave me that kind of ultimatum because I just, I just effortlessly slipped into this kind of really archaic oh, wow. role of being, a, which really kind of freaked me out because that's not the guy I thought I was. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected that from you. No, and that's not who I thought I was going to be. And then just, I guess, I don't know, the, the cultural nature of how I grew up just became that. And then suddenly I was like, well, OK, that's, that's not cool. That's not who I need to be. That's not who I should be. And I, I, uh, I yeah, it's kind of, well, I don't know if my wife would agree that I flipped it around in my own head. <laughs> You you did enough You did enough To save the marriage Yeah yeah exactly Yeah Well (laughs) 17 years later Yeah Yeah. Our 17th anniversary Save it Slash keep it going It's a very fine line Isn't it (laughs) That's kind of what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the results
0: just, speak for themselves. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Numbers don't lie. Was your parents, so with your parents, were they a bit quite sort of old school with, with the mum did all the baby stuff and then the dad just worked? Was
2: yeah, that... I, d- I don't think my dad was present when we were born. Yeah, oh, like, Really? Yeah, I don't think he was He was there. When, I think part of the reason was that my mum said that he fainted at the sight of blood, so she thought, she thought it would be best that he just didn't. So the nurses kind of attended to her, Not to him. Right. So, uh, so it was a better, but also again, it was a generation that didn't, don't think, you know, change nappies or got that involved really. You know, my dad, my dad worked away a lot as well. So, um, I don't think, yeah, I think there's very clear roles. I mean, my mum did work. She was a nurse in the NHS. She worked part time, but it was very much given that my dad was the breadwinner my dad paid the mortgage my dad paid for everything and my Mm. my mum money that she had was stuff that she could just use as she wanted but the, the the primary breadwinner was my dad and that's how we were brought up and also as well you know it's my brother and i so there's three guys in the house so you're in that kind of environment as well you know so yeah it was weird Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up
1: paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Do you think one of the differences, not just generationally, but also your job was DJing on Radio 1... So it doesn't even feel to the person who's stuck at home like you're going out to work. It feels like you're going out (laughs)
2: to to play records and have a laugh. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Womad in Singapore, (laughs) that fly alone is... (laughs) is a a grind, quite frankly. (laughs) Right. Okay. Off going off to do Glastonbury. These things are hard work, Josh and Rob. Yeah. And I'm not not sure I appreciate the tone, Josh, if I'm honest.
0: But also as well, when you have to present that show, you you can't go, oh, this has been a bit boring actually at Glastonbury because it's on Radio 1. go it was the best one ever. These guys are amazing. You know, I'm having the time of my life
2: and your wife's at home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you're doing a DJ gig in, uh, in Thailand, and you, you're kind of thinking, wow, this is amazing. But there's two ways of selling it, isn't there? There's the way you speak to your wife about it, which is like, oh, so boring. The crowd yeah. went into it, it was rubbish. <laughs> and then of course you come back and you get on radio one, knowing that your wife's not listening and going, big weekend in Bangkok, <laughs> get the supper club, big tunes will be in play show. Uh, you know two hours absolutely <laughs> the most banging sound of my life it was, out, it was amazing the queue around the block and then when we dropped this track the whole place kicked off it was a mad one and then, and then come home and go yeah, it's, uh, yeah. god worst gig ever like, terrible.
0: Also, as so well, on Radio 1, you can't really be like, I'm a bit tired I was up with the baby last night because it's so youth-centric, that station. As soon as there's a whiff of you've got a kid, you're en route to Radio 2 or 5 Live. You're not there long enough. That's why Scott Mills, he's got no kids. That's why he lasted so long. He's about 57. Good on him. What on innings he had at Radio 1.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was there was that, though. The thing was, always, when I was at Radio 1, the audience was skewed much older... But remember, the Chris Moyles years, it was all young parents. Like the idea that under Chris Moyles, it was loads of teenagers going, (laughs) this is the greatest thing in the world. It wasn't. It was loads of blokes in their 30s pretty much, wasn't it? Like being super geezery. And so when I was doing my specialist show, on Radio 1, of course, that was just two hours of, of me mixing live and, and playing tracks back-to-back back largely. But when I was doing weekend breakfast and then weekend afternoon, which are daytime shows, then you are trying to kind of – you can say that you've got babies. So I had babies around the right time because a lot of the listeners were also doing that. They were also right. having – and also having kids. I had kids late, so I, um, you know, I became a dad in my mid-30s. Whereas So, so all the people who are having kids in their mid-20s – yeah. yeah. You, a you were identifying with them, and B that was a kind of core cool Radio One audience. How are
0: you nearly fifty?
2: I'm fifty-one. You're no. unbelievable!
0: No it's way! <laughs>
2: this
0: is outrageous.
2: What's the secret? Not looking after your kids? Is that the answer? Uh, no. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, eating copious amounts of mango chutney. Mango chutney, <laughs> uh, <Fair Rob>, <laughs> which 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 Rob in his book said is a jam. And yeah, I've Josh, got a bit of a... it's not a jam. It is a chutney.
0: No, I've got a bit of a thing with chutney. It's just a posh word for jam that means you can have it with your dinner. It is isn't. It is just jam. But like, you couldn't have, oh, well, you can have with your roast dinner a bit of strawberry jam, but like you can have a bit of mango chutney on a curry, and that's fine. But no, no, let's not get bogged down by this. We're getting on well anyhow. We had this yeah, know, argument on your we show did, last we time. Did, we,
2: did, we did, we did, we did. Well, let me, let me ask
1: you, uh, do you know what? I just want one more Radio 1 question because I was thinking yeah, about course. this the other day with uh, Scott Mills. And I always think it's a really difficult transition if when you're on Radio One, the transition away from Radio One is a really tough kind of thing to negotiate. Well, are you all, when you're on Radio One? Are you thinking I need an exit plan here? Because I am get I'm getting older, and is everyone on Radio One thinking what am I going to do in five years here? Is, is it,
0: I- yeah, is it, well, is it always like gangsters that have earned <laughs> a bit of money? I need a way out. How can you go <laughs> straight? How can you start earning it clean?
2: That's exactly what (laughs) happened. That's literally what happened. In 2012, I took on a new agent and I said, the only thing you have to do is plan an exit strategy from Radio (laughs) 1. Because that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. I would say, I I just, I'd amassed all the cash I'd earned. I said, right, clean this up for me. It was essentially laundering my... (laughs) my profession like that through various fronts like that um so yeah that's exactly what i said to him because i saw that and and i felt sorry for radio one djs especially those who are in specialist music because they never really see it coming and i remember the day i was told it was over it was with two other djs and they were genuinely shocked whereas i was just like brilliant I mean, I've seen this coming for years. I've I've planned it. Like like I know where exactly. And various stages of my career, even before I got to radio, that was always how I saw things. I looked kind of 10 years in advance and thought, right, do I want to be that person doing that job when I'm that age? And saying no, and then trying to work out how I get out of that. So when I was working in PR in the music industry, it was the same thing. Uh, And then when I got to Radio 1, it was the same thing. And then to a certain extent, you know, writing the book is a kind of way of, of giving me a a post broadcasting life, which involves, involves much more writing, which I can do from wherever I want to in the world. And, not having to rely on being on a recording studio or radio studio like five, four days a week.
0: It's a bit like that with stand-up really, it's like you can only, when you break through you are who you are at that time so when, you know, when I was like, when I first started doing stand-up, I was just an absolute idiot moron that was so overexcited to be doing stand-up and knew nothing about the world at all and a lot of my jokes were about that i going, this happened, you know, finding out how to pronounce quinoa or quinoa like, and all these things that at the time were true but like, I, I, I've i learned now I'm 10, 15 years older so I've that I know more about the world so I can't keep going out and going bloody hell guys have you seen and then everyone's just <laughs> yeah. sat there going we know yes. you know now you need to call me mate <laughs> if you yeah. don't know you need help you don't need another stand up set so it's like readjusting who you are for the yeah. audience well that's a massive problem
2: for rappers like when rappers start off going on about the hood And then suddenly you're Jay Z, right? What does Jay Z know about the hood anymore, right? So to be fair to Jay Z, he starts rapping about Basquiat paintings he owns and things like that. But some rappers, when there's a, a rapper called Pusha T, and he's still going on about like he, I think he runs Kanye West's label. And he's really rich, right? And he just keeps going on about being a drug dealer. You cannot keep going on about this stuff. It's kind of weird. I want to talk to you about your book, nehal because yeah, it's man. called
0: Let's Talk, How to Have Better Conversations. And what I want to get to is, right, you know what you're doing. You do your five live show where all you do is talk to people all day. You can't hide behind songs. It's just constantly talking. And you can, you can do small talk like waffle for a bit, but really that starts to wear thin. So you need to know how to get into proper conversations. And this book's all about that. And... But what I want to know is, can you talk to your teenagers? Because that's the problem all our listeners have. They go, oh, it's hard now physically with your little ones, but it gets worse, Okay, So how do you... Can you talk to them? You said they're arguing at the moment. How do you talk to them and how do you get them to talk to each other without ripping each other's heads off?
2: Well, the latter is proving to be very, very challenging indeed. (laughs) The former actually is pretty chill, I mean, my son and I had a conversation the other day because, you know, they're at that age now where you've got to really start thinking about about what they're watching online, Mm. um, what they're sharing and, you know, all of those kinds of things. They don't necessarily want to sit there and have a conversation with you about pornography, right? It's a weird <laughs> conversation to have with dad, right? Um, yeah,
0: but uh, so, well, what's, your, what's your end goal? Is that basically go basically don't watch too much porn, mate? It's not a good idea. Like, what's the what? Because you have to work out what you're trying to get to yeah, before you well, have the conversation.
2: Well, what you can't do is be, be naive enough to think that they're never going to see it, right? Yeah. So, I was I was describing to him just a few days ago, in fact, hedge porn. Right? Like finding porn oh, yeah. bags in hedges yeah, in the yeah. like in the eighties and the nineties, right? Right. <laughs> like, that's where and he was looking at me like, What are you talking about? And it's like, well, because it wasn't just available like it is now. But then also you have to talk to him about and my understanding of it is you have to kind of say is about the distortion of it. It's acting, mm, right? Yeah. It's not something that you should a be sharing at all. Um, also as well, look, you have to have this conversation about not sending nudes or encouraging girls to send nudes to you, don't do any of that, respect mm. also as well respect and consent, like you have to just have that conversation, but also as well it's just getting the tone right
1: So did you just go into his room or whatever and sit down and go here's something for you
0: The <laughs> the click, the click. So that's, what, how do you get into that because I'm getting the vibe I'm on for I'm on, I'm the vibe Got the, got the chair out, sat the wrong way round on it <laughs> Back cat, backwards cat.
2: So it was the classic way that all men communicate with each other, which yeah. is side by side, right? It's not face to face, right? So it's either, you know, yeah. watching sport or, you know, in the pub, kind of watches. It was actually, we were driving along the two of us, right? So that way you're not looking at each other in the face. Yes. You're yeah, kind okay. of having a conversation with each other. And um, you just bring it up, right? But so,
0: so, so you were already driving. This wasn't the porno chat drive. Yeah,
2: It was. wasn't a, just a
0: journey for the porno chat. It was... It was. We're driving anyway. Just a couple of guys in the car. What's your first sentence? What's the first question? What's the first thing you say when you talk to about your teenage son about wanking? Now, do you you know
2: exactly (laughs) what you say? (laughs) It's it's just about um. I think I asked. So you ask about not him, but his mates, right? So you kind of make it about. So you do you know your guys like sharing pornography is it being shared widely on your phones on snapchat for instance um and then you just get into it like that look the thing is the more you prevaricate the more you go "Uh, uh, 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 uh," it just becomes more and more awkward so you might as well just do it almost like you're going to have a conversation about the football right like so it just becomes it's not a thing like if you make it a massive thing it will then become i think it's a
0: thing it's
2: a massive thing right (laughs) but but you don't make it that okay so so for instance the The other day, he was talking about his pals vaping. Now, rather than me going, I hope you didn't do that. Right. I just went, I just went, oh, did you, did you try that? Did you try it? Like innocuously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At which point he just turned around and went, like, I was an idiot. He went, why would I do that? It looks ridiculous when they're doing it. Right. Which made me just go, oh, right. So what you're trying not to do is promote. A defensive attitude, right? Yeah. You're not trying to put anyone on the back foot. But do you think he would have said yes if he had? Do you know what? It's always difficult to not sound naive if you go yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, like <laughs> everyone, listening, everyone listening to Parenting is going, yeah, sure. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah sure absolutely. He didn't have a cheeky little pom pom. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly.
2: Sure he hasn't, whole Yeah, nice one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done, mate. called Captain, best parent. Well done. I know, but the, but uh, the I, I guess the point is is that you can't. Beat yourself up about it, right? Yeah, what yeah. you've got to know is is that all of us three here as teenagers lied to our parents, right? Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's just part of being a teenager, right? That doesn't mean that they don't like you or they don't trust you, but it's just kind of important to have some secrets when you're a teenager, right? Yeah. The yeah. thing, the key to it, I think, is is not creating an environment where you're pushing them towards rebellion. Yeah. yeah. By making rebellion actually just a part of growing up, it kind of takes the need for them to take it to the nth degree, I think. it was uh, When I was growing up, it was always a quite strict pair. It was either
0: the, the really strict parents or the parents that didn't give a shit at all. Yes. The so ones that were sort of, I'm going out tonight, see you later. And kids went off and did stuff because they were bored because their yeah. mum or dad was down the pub or whatever. Or the other ones going, you can't go out tonight. Yes. And it sort of made it a challenge. So I think yes. finding somewhere in the middle.
2: You know, my wife and I... <clears throat> are a totally different generation to our parents because we've experienced things and we've parted and we've done things that my parents just, they just weren't from that generation, yeah, right? Like yeah. I grew up in the rave generation. They weren't a Sri Lankan rave generation in the 1960s, <laughs> right? Like the prodigy weren't playing in no. when uh, when they were teenagers. So we've got that kind of context to be able to say, look, there's gonna come a point where drugs are gonna be around you right? Just make you, you know, make the right decisions, come and talk to us about it. Right. What can you do? Right. You can't really do anything. I said, I'm not about, I'm not about putting a microchip in the back of their neck or indeed chaperoning them everywhere they go, because that would be weird. I already look like an undercover police officer when I go to a rave, (laughs) as it is, (laughs) let alone alone accompanying
1: my own children. Do you feel like you're a cool dad in that sense? Like, that must be quite an exciting thing for them, right? Or do you worry about being too down with the kids?
2: You know what? It's 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 a weird one.
0: Though, Sorry. Whenever Josh asks these questions, I just can imagine him with
2: his teenage son,
0: like trying yeah. to take him to a gig and not knowing what yeah. to do.
2: Yeah. It's it's so so. We we went to uh, see Example, the rapper, right, playing yeah. in Manchester. And the kids did come into the dressing room, right? And were with in the dressing room for about an hour and a half, just chatting to everyone in the dressing room, right? And it was, it's not normal, right? For like a 13 and a 14 year old to kind of be in that environment and just hanging out. But they're just, it's fairly normal for them. So I think that what's interesting is there's a lot of Asian kids, certainly in my son's school. And their parents used to listen to me on the Asian network, so their parents think I'm cool, so then the the kids think I'm cool because their parents know who I am, yeah so there is so so we've had this conversation uh, weirdly, and um uh but because just because I was like one of the other dads saying that his son wants nothing to do with him, right? Like it's just <laughs> like, "Go away, you're embarrassing." And actually, my kids aren't like that. They they yeah. want to spend time with us. And I was like, well, why is that? And it's like, well, because you know, my mates don't think you're an idiot, right? Like they don't they think you're actually quite cool, like, right? because you've got still collect trainers and yeah. so, <laughs> like so it's interesting. Like you could have a conversation with one of his mates about Stock X and about Virgil Abloh Air Force One. So they're kind of looking at you like because they can't with their own dad. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I, I think the key, the,
0: the key thing with that is, though, is that you, you do that anyway because that's who you are and you yeah. like, your trainers. but And you sort of get on with that quite quietly. You're not, like, pulling up at the school gates going, hey, guys, check out my new dunks. <laughs> <laughs> that's the line. Even though what you've got cool 100%. and what they want. 100%. It's just you've got to allow them to see it as opposed to 100%. be like, hey, 100%. I, don't, I don't know if you're into this, but I am actually. I'm pretty, a pretty cool yeah. guy. But there is there is a there is a real love, especially when I'm hanging around with uh, Ramesh like young Asian families come up to him and the parents love him the kids love him and I think it's because they're seeing what you know they're, they're being seen on screen and he's talking about things he's going on in his life but there is that there is a real love for Romesh that's different to when if anyone comes up to like me or Josh or someone like that especially from Sri families they're properly yeah, properly yeah, yeah. into it yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah. well I think as well because you know a lot of Sri Lankans were displaced because of the civil war it's almost like oh you're here How, how's it going because so much horrible stuff's happened it's sort of not to see someone who's doing well that's like you
2: is yeah, a really yeah. nice thing you know yeah no it's interesting but also as well because of the Asian Network show that I did for quite a few years and it was a phone-in show and it was a very controversial phone-in show so it goes across Pakistani community Indian community Sri Lanka community so it's it, that, that's all that's it's quite a, a broad fan base for that show that I did uh, yeah. over the years. So, yeah, and you're absolutely right about them not pulling up in the Supreme Air Force Ones and kind of going, yeah, look at these boys. Yeah, look at Because that's a bit noncy, isn't it? That's like the equ- <laughs> That's the hipster equivalent yeah. of sweets, isn't it? Yeah. A bag of
0: sweets, right? <laughs> the, new, the new new age nonce. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's much more expensive nonce. being a nonce these days,
1: isn't it? Used <laughs> yeah. to just sweets, and now you got to spend hundred quid on some
0: trainers. You see my uh, foot team on FIFA. Have you see what I've just unpacked? Just unpacked, <laughs> just unpacked. Messi team of the week. So I don't know if you've got that. Um, how how did your how old were your kids when you moved? You had to move from London to Manchester, didn't you? Did you yeah. all move as a
2: family? How old were yeah, they? Yeah, they so that would have been that was six years ago so they were seven and eight when that happened was that a big
0: decision yeah did you feel guilty as well because it was like your decision
2: your job kind of thing it was it was horrific i mean we moved them to a new school where they were both bullied and we had to take them out of the school which added layers of layers to the guilt my wife was isolated and lonely and the school mums at this new school were Apart from one, I can remember were pretty vile to her. So it was, un- and uh, and I was, and I was just going off to my new exciting job. Everyone, oh god, you guys, oh, god. you guys crack on, you guys crack on. Oh, you know, oh. you know, it's building resilience, guys. <laughs> oh, resilience you know, is important.
0: <laughs> this is I, all I mean, my fault. That's your brain must oh, be oh, like that. This is all oh, my fault. Wife's unhappy, kids unhappy,
2: all the time. Like it was horrific. I remember not long after we'd moved up we had to for some reason drive back to London and we went to my brother's house in uh, in Purley and we were driving back and we had to drive close to where we lived right mm. and my daughter who was yes oh, no. like like what seven at the time started screaming take us home as we, oh as, she's, as she began to recognize oh. the roads near where we used to live, she go, "Why do we have to go back? Take me home. I don't want to go. Take me home." And was crying and screaming in the back of the night. it was the most it, like today it burns viscerally nice. in my subconscious and my conscious that it was the most horrific thing. And do you know what? And you know, and then the bullying happened. And I mean, you know, I remember my son getting into the A team at the football team which was at the expense of one of their boys and he was the new kid. Um, So they all rounded on him and he came out as an eight year old and burst into tears um, because they'd been horrific to him. And I said
1: consider moving back every
2: day, but every single day, every single day it was, you know, the North South divide thing is really, really interesting. I think part of the reason they were bullied is because of how they sounded Mm. because of their accents Um, It also didn't help that it was a largely non-Asian school where they'd been used to, in London, very mixed schools as primary school. That didn't help. I remember going in and saying, why is this group of girls bullying my daughter, a girl of Chinese descent and a girl of Moroccan descent, and all the other girls are not of... They're all white English. Why do you think this is happening? And then the deputy head saying... Oh, yeah, no, 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 it can't be what I think you're saying because one of the girls is Italian. And I was like, <laughs> mate, are you joking? Like, are you joking? Are you serious? Did you just yeah. say that to me? Right. So oh it was gosh. clear that there was a problem. And then it was also clear that the school wasn't willing to see that there was a problem. Yeah. Right. In the way that I was seeing it. And so we had to take them out and we, we ended up putting them in two separate schools an all boys school and all girls school. And the all girls school is really, has been, kind of at one point challenging for her but also she's managed to find a tribe there and the oh, all good. boys school has been the making of my son like it's the it's been the making of him there's no question of it so now they're really one of the main reasons we 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 don't constantly talk about going back to london is because the schools are so good right you know, the, schools, the schools in manchester yeah. are fantastic so, what so age,
0: how long were they in that school for for and then you moved them oh um it was a, probably a couple of years. Yeah, well, you can't yeah, do it straight away, can you?
2: Because no, well, you we, got we had to move time. her. We had to move her from one primary school to another one, um, and then she stayed in that for a little while, and then um, him, we got him into the final year of the of the junior school. But it, the school goes all the way through to eighteen. So, so we got him into that, which is you know, which is amazing and has been the making of him. But it's quite interesting. Oh, it's quite it's quite interesting, you know. There's still they they still talk absolutely like this is going to be really bad, but they they're southerners still, right? One hundred percent. And I remember once he came home, my son, and he said, "Oh, we've got to be at school dead early," which is a very northern thing, right? Yeah. Dead early. And dead I went, "No, and I went, no, you don't. You either have to be there early or late. <laughs> There's no dead in that sentence, right? Like I squashed it. Like immediately, I just went, no, yeah." No, there's no dead early. Though so they still say grass and bath and all of those kinds of things. Yeah. There's none of that bath or grass or any of that kind of stuff. Oh, so. that must have been such a
0: relief for you that when they became more yeah. settled. I mean, obviously, I imagine that was a gradual thing, not an immediate, oh, I love it now kind of because yeah, I've, I've dropped my daughter off at school before where she's not wanting to go and it's been really out of character because she loves it and she's really happy at the school. But even though I knew she loves it when she got in there and she just was a bit tired as was having a funny turn, I felt horrific. So I can't imagine how difficult it is for you or oh, anyone listening no. that's got a child that's not really enjoying it at the school. Well,
2: my wife was picking up my daughter every day and my daughter was bursting into tears every day. Jeez. She spent every lunchtime alone, every oh. break time alone. Oh, God. Um, And it was just a triumph of a day if she didn't come out crying, you know, Uh and the trauma that that places on children. Because the thing is, we kind of fool ourselves by going, kids are resilient, right? But then what we do is we speak to... Adults, and I've interviewed plenty of adults who are bullied at school and they remember every minute of it. Yeah. Right. They really do. And you think, you think, okay, they'll, they'll kind of cope and they'll get through it. And you, you know, it prepares you for life. But you know, the, the, the pop singer, Anne-Marie, she had a horrific time at school and it affected her confidence all the way through. Like even to this day it affects her confidence. She's still kind of traumatized by what happened when she was bullied at school. So, you know, you just try and protect them as much as you can. I mean, my daughter, she plays the drums. She's doing kickboxing. She got she, this is mad. She got a role when she was twelve. So beginning of this year, she got a, she got a part in an Apple TV drama, and they flew her out to LA to film oh, for wow. t- oh, two wow. weeks. So she's done an She's done a acting job. Oh, that would give her loads of confidence. Well, those it, kind of things. It would, but she came back to school, and obviously, she just got loads of hate for it. Oh, the jealousy of it. Yeah. Because that, that, like every twelve-year-old girl, wants to get flown business class to LA to go and act in an <laughs> in a drama, right? To be an actor because they think suddenly you're a celebrity. So she actually ended up getting quite a lot of hate for it. And you know, we were trying to say to her, look, and that's a really sad thing as well. Just saying to like, look, just keep it keep it low. Like, don't yeah, talk about yeah. it. Don't don't say anything. But she's twelve and she's like proud of herself, and so yeah, she yeah, should be. Course. It's a huge achievement to audition for something and get the part yeah. and get. And so you you kind of having to deal with that and you know that it doesn't get the challenges of parenting teenagers are that they are beginning to be more emotionally sophisticated Mm -hmm. so it's then then you get into the worries about what the darker aspects of being a teenager can be And you hear about self-harming or you hear about, you know, issues around bulimia and things like that for for both boys and girls. And you worry, you know, you kind of trying to give them confidence and love and support. And hopefully that will be enough to divert them away from the darker aspects of being a teenager. And, you know, look, I think we can all agree that being a teenager can be really horrific. It's right?
0: awful. I hated it.
2: Yeah, right? You know,
1: it, it wasn't... I, 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 I blossomed and nailed it, actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your adult life where it went all fucking... It <laughs> <you? laughs> all
1: <went> wrong <laughs> with it. Hey,
2: it's going to be oh, one daddy. or the other, Josh. It's
0: going to be one or the other. It was know? like AC Slater at school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. um. And then how bad did your wife settle in as well? Then that must have been hard for her because if she lost her support network and then she's waiting for her daughter to come out from school upset every day, it's like, it must have been tough. And, you know, you, you, you your show's on the afternoon, isn't it? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah it's, it's like 1 to 4, yeah. So it's like every day, school pick up, you're working. So yes. it fell on her every day to do it, really. Absolutely.
2: That's absolutely what happened. And, you know... I think she has finally found just a very few amount of people. It was just us struggling to find a social life. Mm. That well, was the thing.
1: It must be mad moving somewhere new. And then you've got this situation where you're just like... It's almost like when you see another parent, right? You're like, is this the one? Is this like speed? That like, It's like... It's like yes. Is, uh, there's, yes. There's almost too much pressure on conversations with people, right? And yes. I need friends.
2: Yes, that was the thing. And I... I kind of selfishly was, I've got my pals and kind of men, we need to see each other less. Like we don't need to be there constant, that constant companionship as it were. But then also as well, you know, my wife devoted, uh, well, she's only just really in the last year or so gone back to kind of part-time work. Um, So she devoted well over a decade just to making sure that the kids were good. Yeah, yeah. But in that time, it was really hard. Look because when you move and you're in your 40s as I as I was, she was in her 30s, people have got their own social groups, right? yeah,
1: yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah. they
2: may they may like you, but they've still got friends that they've had for twenty five years. Yeah, I don't need right?
1: any new friends. Right. I'm
2: done. Right, right. So um, look at you with your Drake lyrics. No new, no new friends. Um, you couldn't, you I'm,
0: couldn't. I'm quite keen on re- dropping a few out and refreshing them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got
1: very much revolving door policy. And You're like Alex make... Ferguson. You don't want anyone to get comfortable.
2: Is it random?
0: It's sort of random. Sort of about what suits the kids. Who Lou's been talking to? Who can we bother to text? Sometimes it's no. So they're there, all right, I'll have a chat with them, but I think it's good freshen it up. But it is, it's hard, it is hard, you know. You've like, because it, especially, I think the main way you find friends is at work or with the school parents, yes. if you are a parent. Yes. And I think with work, people have been working from home. Also, your job, you're sort of a lone wolf, really. You sort of have producers and stuff that sometimes are a lot younger and not yes. doing the same things as you are with yes, teenage yes. daughter, a daughter, yeah, 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 a son, and daughter. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you yeah. haven't got like a big team at work. And then if your wife's not working, and then you're not getting on with the school, and you're not going to start going for drinks with the parents of the kids that are being horrible to your kids. It does, for quite a small area, you have to start like going paintball or something, just to start a new hobby.
2: (laughs) I was incredibly proud of my wife, actually, when she did turn around to a school mum who was trying to kind of still make connection with us after we'd taken our daughter out of the school. And my wife, who was feeling particularly, um, I don't know, abrasive that day maybe, just said to this woman, I remember it, she just said, look the only reason we hung out was because our daughters were friends and then your daughter was horrible to my daughter. So I see no reason for us to hang out anymore. Love it. She just said it to yes, her please. Blat- blatantly. Yeah. Blatantly she said it to her. And, th- and the thing was, it was all a bit weird, the whole thing. And also, of course, you've got to, you got to be kind of mindful. Why is it that someone wants to be your friend? Right? Like yeah. why? Yeah. Why does someone want to be your friend? And it's been hard, but, my wife, Isha's found, I think, she's definitely found a couple of people up here that mm. she really does rely on and that are really good That's all you need, I think. A couple of good ones. You don't need yeah. a big a load no. of... R. really you know, has. I'm... I'm terrified of the uh, of them leaving home. I've got to say. Are they still quite familiar. cuddly, or are
0: they get off me, Dad? Now at no, thirteen oh,
2: No, my my son couldn't be less cuddly. Oh, no. uh, he's not. There's none of that cuddle. The only time we cuddle is when Tottenham score. That's when. <laughs> the <that's laughs> only time we cuddle is when Tottenham score a goal. That's that's the only cuddles I can oh, get. out of I really
0: of wanted him. to go. Oh well, yeah, so you've not had many cuddles this year, yeah. but actually, Tottenham are really good. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. doesn't work, unfortunately. <laughs> do, do you that.
1: do you do you tell him you love him in conversation how does that go down does that make him
2: go ah oh, please don't or uh i tell him i love him all the time i tell him both i love him all the time yeah and... oh yeah sorry yeah
0: both yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's very... oh, sorry Hello. my daughter's coming you look beautiful you put makeup on <laughs> But yeah. yeah. she <laughs> she on she's, on she's just come from Reddit. Look, say hello. <laughs> hello. Say hello. 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 Right, I'm gonna hello. do this, and I'll and I'll see you in a minute. Okay, you look beautiful. You look beautiful before, but you look beautiful now. Good save, Rob. You can give me something. <laughs> you know, it's very the the, the, the the What you have to say is like, oh, you look so beautiful. We don't want to be like bigging them up too much because then they think they have to wear makeup all the time. Oh, that is that's amazing. Thank you. Look at it. Do you want to see what she's she's made me? Yeah. A, yeah. A, a bowl of flowers is, and water look at uh, that, that, is that is nice that i'll take a photo and put it on stunning. instagram it looks smells nice too thank you Dog's in it now as well. um Okay, do you want to see the dog?
2: <laughs> okay, just doing a bit work. Okay, that, that. As right a whippet. Oh, wow, that is a. Wow. <laughs> gonna take a photo of that, Michael, you can. That this. is such a hipster dog. Look at that. Hipster I know, dog. but. Yeah. It
0: was, it was like, oh, no, he's caught up in the work. Do <laughs> you get. Do you get. Right, take the dog, please. Jesus That's Christ. Take a photo. It was an That's accidental hipster dog because it was just one that was going and they're good with kids. now oh, I look okay. like a, one of them. Do you get free, pedos.
2: yeah, do you get free matcha lattes for life? Oh my God, no, <laughs> no, so, I don't really take him
0: to the cafe, he's too, he's a bit too lively still. Okay, sorry, <laughs> I interrupted everyone. I take a oh,
1: so you I, made me. Oh yeah, so you tell your son, you tell your son and daughter you love them all oh, the time. All,
2: all the time, and my son, it depends, they won't say, I love you too, if they're around their friends, but they yeah. will say, I love you too, definitely, if, you know, if they're in the house and all that, and I'm forever just... Hugging him and kissing them, and like all the kind of opposites of really how my dad was, right? Not that he, not that I didn't know he loved me, I knew he did, but he would have never said it, yeah. he would never oh, have really? been tapped out. Yeah, he would never have said it. No, See, no my, dad, my
0: dad's 78, so he's a bit more what's happening. Okay, I've got another thing. Oh, was talking about his dad not telling me he loved him. Hang on, no, <laughs> so my daughter's coming with another bowl of flowers. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. That's so nice. Do you want to quickly wave as well? Come on, come on, say sorry about this. Say right. so, hello. Oh, <laughs>
2: hello. Hello. Hiya. Okay, there's Hiya. another one.
0: Another bowl of water by my computer.
2: This Thank is you. so beautiful and so creative. Thank you. I love yeah. it. It's amazing. I love See it. you in a minute. Love you. Alright,
0: okay, love you, bye. Lou just told me she was crying because she, um my other daughter came in and she didn't. she got two bowls of water now with flowers in by my computer. That's, That's yeah. quite dangerous. Or your so reserve
2: computer, because you're so on broke you as well. So you, you weren't tempted to say to your older daughter Well, you snooze you lose like they the <laughs> they only one resilience. came in first yeah right came in first showed that she loves me more than you do yeah. so you're going to have to work for this right <laughs> yeah. so why don't you go out there and work out what is more impressive than a bowl of water with flowers and come <laughs> on and see me then? you're not building resilience Rob i just
0: got one of them little bowls of flower heads actually yeah from a daughter that had makeup on why don't you put a bit of that effort bowling in here oh natural. get Bit of slap on. <laughs> wow. I love oh, you, you. I've got a lot. I'm doing it all wrong. You you're know. doing
2: it all wrong. You're being nice to them. So do,
0: do, your dad, would you your dad wouldn't say he loved you as such, but would he hug? No hugs and stuff like that. A bit no, more old none school of
2: that stuff. Yeah, none of that yeah, it's stuff. It's mad. It, I've got friends really like that,
0: mad. and you know, but my dad's 78 and proper love you, cuddle, kissy, and I used to hate it and all stuff oh, like that. That's but amazing. I think it was quite. Bit, bit quite good for his time, really, considering how old he is. It's lovely well, that it was that um, emotional. My, my,
2: my son is now taller than me, so it's, that's oh, also right. a kind of weird thing. How tall is thingy? he? He's five and three. Five and three. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why five Nihal five does radio. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly
0: Nihal's right. not his name, it's just a nickname, Neha.
2: That's how, that's how tall he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is So uh, how yeah. tall is he? He was quite yeah. tall now Yeah he's 5'11 I'm 5'10 So he's uh, And he's 14 So I think oh. you know he's He's, he's definitely... got a couple more inches in him I reckon Yeah 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 So he's Can he definitely... take you yet yeah, in a fight? Or do you reckon you've still got the So there's a lot of that There's yeah. that, that That Oedipus thing is beginning right Where okay. they, they're, they're kind of challenging you So the one we do is the scrum So like Lock in <laughs> Yeah Pushing each other And the other day I think For the first time ever He pushed me back whereas I've been pushing him back consistently for for the last few years. So he's definitely getting that on. And he's now now kind of, he plays football and cricket, so he's just trying to get a little bit more bulked up. He played yesterday and he was very, very physical, uh, which is kind of part of what his game had lacked before. And he's got a lot of skill on the ball, but he was just, he just, sometimes he just kind of duck out of a 50-50 whereas he went in hard. They say so he's definitely getting a bit more lively. So yeah, that will happen. That will that'll definitely You You really up, then Do you
0: like what you must love watching him play sport. Do you love your kids? Mate, you you, you your eyes completely like oh, lit up with like in awe the, of it.
2: It's the greatest thing ever is watching your kids. Do you shout from the sideline. Uh yeah, but I've not not in that kind of like what are you doing, you mug? Like that? Like some dads? Like <laughs> yeah. some some dads? <laughs> so go there, tackle you, pussy! Like that, like that, that. It's not, I'm not. I'm definitely not doing that. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to be encouraging. But also watching cricket. So watching your son bat is the most horrific experience because that walk out to the crease, firstly, is so lonely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, if you're out for a duck, it's not like any other sport. If you're out on your first ball, a golden duck, right? That's it, right? Mm. There's no second chance. Like you can be a striker and you can miss. You can miss two or three times and still score goals. Still, still be the hero, right? But with cricket, as soon as you're out, that's it, and you walk back. And I remember three or f- two or three years ago, he got three or four ducks in a row, oh, right? No. And on the third or fourth one, it's weird because that's quite a
0: good thing if you're doing your to-do list, isn't it? Yeah, Getting your yeah, ducks yeah. in a row. But in cricket, <laughs> nightmare. Cricket is a, nightmare it's, fuel.
2: It's, it's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> and he burst into tears, said he's not doing oh. it anymore. Oh. And then the coach walked him round the entire boundary and obi-wan kenobi'd him and really brought him <laughs> back on board again. And oh. then he went. And then he had to go back out and bat because one of their players got injured. Uh, and he and he scored loads of runs. So he went back out again. And the psychology of that. Is extraordinary, and you're you're totally living vicariously through your kids when you watch them play sport. Like you're watching plays. I bet. Well,
0: self confidence and self belief is so much more important than oh. any ability or talent or luck. Like, as long yes. as you can continue to back yourself, yes. your sort of the, your, your ability will, will come through. But yeah, yeah, that's good that he's got a coach that did that. And how about your daughter? Does she do much sport? is She more into well, the acting. And-
2: no, she's doing Muay Thai kickboxing, so that's really good. She, but at the moment, she hasn't compete. She hasn't competed at all. But oh, that'd be know. tough. What Watching her uh, get that hit be, But it's so brutal I mean, because with my tie, You're using elbows You're using... Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it's proper full-on contact But also watching her drum is amazing Like, when you watch it... Really? your daughter behind a drum kit and like properly drumming, right? Not just going boom. Because that would be a lot of parents'
1: nightmare to have a drum kit in the house with a child playing it. No,
2: it's it's amazing because I love drummers. I've always loved drummers. Like being an old school hip-hop head, hip-hop is all about the percussion, the percussive spine of a track. So listening to her drum is, again, one of my greatest pleasures. Just actually watching her at a drum kit. Because also as well, how rare is it to see a little Asian girl drumming? Right? Yeah. Like it's just yeah. it's not what those think you see, right? Like it's yeah. let's I'm, I'm gonna say something a... here. Yeah, never never seen one. Never seen there you an go, Asian girl drummer. So like, maybe
0: that's my problem. But go. I never have. I'm it not really against it. I'm not against it, don't get me wrong. I'm up for it, but I've never Listen, seen it.
2: Trust me, Rob, Asian communities aren't getting together going let's keep this from the white people for as long as we can and having loads of Asian <laughs> girls dropping, right? This is, we don't have secret societies where yeah. this is going on all the time, okay. right? It's just not happening, right? So the, so the fact that she's chosen those two things actually points to what an interesting young lady she is. She's just a... And, and why she finds it quite difficult to fit in with the idea of being a girly girl. Yeah, she's just not that. She's just not that kid, right? And that's... Yeah. That's amazing and that's something I'm incredibly proud of her is that she's just doing her own thing. And she, well, you know, she would sit there and build Lego for five hours and then, you know, and drum. And she's int- massively interested in how things work and how things are connected. It's just brilliant.
0: We've said this before on the show, and, it's, uh, and I don't want to repeat myself, but I think it's worth repeating in this is- instance about kids and at school not fitting in and things like that. It was when Kath- Catherine Ryan's mum's advice where Catherine was having trouble at school and she said, I just want to be normal like the other girls. And uh, her advice was, they're not normal, they're ordinary, there's a difference. <laughs>
2: Yes. that's. I mean, that's really good advice. Yeah.
0: And and I think that's what's sort of happened in a way, isn't it? If she's into Mai Tai and drumming,
2: it's just yeah. not the norm. It's not the norm. And also as Which well, a good the, thing. the modern way of describing ordinary is basic. That's yeah. the word they use, yeah. right? Yeah. They're basic, right? And you don't want to be basic, right? And it, it this doesn't work out for you. And this won't feel great now. But trust me, when you're older, this is a superpower, right? Like, yeah. Uh, being different is an absolute superpower like being seeing the world in a different way being curious about it you know doing the things that other people don't do makes you just kind of incredible really you know
1: it's difficult for me to understand that as like one of those normal and popular teenagers that (laughs) i was (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) when josh was just like just pulling girls and drinking cider all the other norms But it does kind of work with you being a sociopathic, unpopular adult, which is, uh, which, is uh, which is. I mean, it's always going to be one stage, is it, Josh? It's going to flip yeah, exactly. at some point. It's going to flip at exactly. some point. But you
0: know what, Neil? I think considering like, you know, that was a really tough six years if you had to move your whole family for your work and then your kids weren't getting on well at school. But it sounds like all of you are blossoming now, which makes me want to read your book even more. Let's talk how to have better conversations. Because I think the reality is life can be really hard and really tough. And if we find it all quite overwhelming but I think the truth of it is we are way better at dealing at it than we give credit to and it isn't that life needs to get easier it's just we need to trust that we're strong enough to deal with it and I think the way you unpack things and the way you work through yeah. things is really inspiring and really impressive and there'll be a lot of people that I have had to agree. move that their kids aren't getting on and I think it's really good talking about it because it shows that you can work through things and it really and it really yeah. helps and, and I think the book and I love the cover by the way with a parrot on the front <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant um, so I think yeah no, I, I imagine there's lots of stuff like that like in the book, we, we've we've got to
1: ask as well. How do you rank this conversation?
0: What kind of quality of conversation
2: have we offered
1: it's, in the last hour? No, what's
2: what's? I think what's really good about comedians, <laughs> especially comedians that are used to interacting with crowds, interact is that you are listeners, right? You're like you have yeah. to be listeners, right? Yeah. The only thing is, and this hasn't been the case in this conversation. Is my daughter said this to me? She said because they they talked about this at school and it was this phrase: "Are you listening to understand or are you listening to talk?"
1: Right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. worst kind
2: of conversations are people that are purely listening to talk. They're Guilty. not listening to understand. <laughs> 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 I'm getting better though. I'm trying. But that but that's why this format is is so much different than you having to be on a you know on a game show or a panel show. Where you yeah. are, of course, all you're doing is listening to talk because you're yeah, there to yeah. entertain. The problem is, is when that translates into everyday life, right? And because yeah. you, because you two are very famous people, people are often only wanting to hear what you've got to say, right? Yeah. So they're always asking you about yourselves. And the the problem with that, of course, is, is that that can have a, that can have an effect on your own curiosity levels because you're always having to talk about yourself.
1: You know what? It, it leads to a third type of listening, which is what I do if I get in a situation where I think someone's going to ask me about myself, which is listening to avoid talking about myself. Right. right. So go, right. going on a preemptive strike. If say I say I got in a cab and he recognised me, yeah. I'd rather than go down the conversation of what's Jimmy Carr like, I'd straight away try and ask him about. Uber Driving and immigrants. Cab, football, <laughs> <laughs> Brexit, and why
2: it works. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's going well, isn't it? And then let them run, let them rip. What a lovely country Rwanda is. <laughs> <laughs> and why more people should go there. Oh, well, mind it. I like, it gets cold here, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's an interesting. deflection. So deflection. Deflection, deflection yeah, which yeah, I know yeah. is
1: a bad habit, but I can't talk about Jimmy Carr again.
0: <laughs> well, um,. <laughs> Your book, um, well, it's out. It came out on the 18th of August. You can get it sort of online and in shops, can't you? So that
2: is Let's Talk How to Have Better Conversations. And, you know, the book, it goes from, you know, a police crisis negotiator, John Sutherland, talking about hostage negotiation and the listening involved in that, to someone who spent a year with neo Nazis making an Emmy Award winning documentary, Her as a Muslim Woman Doing That, to Lorraine Kelly. I mean, it's a fairly diverse yeah, set that's... of guests that I've got <laughs> for the book. You know? Did you? So. <laughs> How was it sitting down with them?
1: Do, I suppose, is it easier with a book than this? I mean, I know this sounds bad. When you do your five live show, you you give a really good chunk of time to people. So, like, you'll come on your five live show and it'll be 45 minutes or something. Are you ever five minutes in to a 45 minutes and you think, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, this is going slow. How am I going to... How am I going to get this conversation? To we go want 40...
2: names. <laughs> Do you know what? The worst (laughs) conversation, if you want to check it out, it's on headliners, the podcast that I do, the BBC, is Mark Marin, the comedian. Without question, the worst interview (laughs) I've ever done. He got a name great. Yeah. Like (laughs) wrong. It was it was do you know what? It was just that we totally didn't get each other. And what he wanted was an opportunity, I think, to tell his gags. Right. What I wanted was so what I would do was I would I would describe a scenario that was in his book. And what I wanted was the journey that got to that scenario. Whereas he kept thinking that I was giving away the punchlines to the jokes that he wanted to tell. Right. But the thing was, and maybe he wasn't briefed very well for people, is that this isn't Graham Norton when you come on my show, which is all about just tell us the anecdotes. Right. And then go. Right. This is actually, we're, ju- we're trying to find out who you are and how you became. And I used the word sociopath, I remember, to describe who he was when he was younger because there was loads of things in the book about how kind of horrific he was to people. And, and there was a lot of drugs and there was a lot of that going on. And he, I remember him saying things like, people like you use that word sociopath without knowing what it means, <laughs> without knowing what it was. And then I remember afterwards, afterwards we came out of the studio and he kind of tried to be a bit chummy. Like, so it was, it was face-to-face as well. Yeah, yeah, face-to-face, yeah, oh. right? And then he, he came out trying to be quite chummy, and I told him to fuck off, <laughs> right? I went, are you joking? Like, the way you just carried on. Like, he just was horrible. And the thing was, in your circles, Mark Maron is well-known, right? Yeah. And in America, he's quite well-known. But in the UK, he's not really that well-known, right? No. He's quite cultish, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So my audience were like, who is this horrible guy like, being, being horrible to you, right? Like the vast majority of texts were like, get him off. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then I was told later on that night that he was performing at the Lowry and he actually called me out to know if I was what? there. No. Like it was like, yeah, he's like, is the guy, I think he may have said my name, he may not the guy from Radio 5, is he here in the audience? Weirdly enough, I had been invited to go before the interview. After the interview, I obviously <laughs> said to the PRs, are you joking spend spending <laughs> night with him rather than go and see my family? So, and then apparently, this is what I was told by people who were in the audience he then went on one about how I'd ruined his day. Like, it was, <laughs> so, it was so weird. Oh, like wow. The oh whole, wow. The whole experience with him, it, you can actually listen to the podcast. It's, a, it's, a, it's Headliners, BBC Sounds, Mark Merrin, and I've never listened to it back again. Oh, God, oh, I
1: cannot wait. I, um, I can tell you now, it's going to be <laughs> astonishing that, this podcast is going to be, this one we're doing now is going to be number two in the charts to that. <laughs> <laughs> it is,
2: it is, I've never listened to it since because it was so kind of awkward and it was so weird because, look, ultimately, and you both know this because you've been on my show to do it, is that you guys are coming on to to sell something, right? Yeah, and, and it's a bit of a deep dive. Yeah, and I'm providing a platform for us to have a proper conversation about not just the thing that you're selling, but kind of who you are and how you get to do the things that you do and why you do the things that you do. So there's a quid pro quo there, right? Like, you know, yeah. you're not you're not necessarily doing me a massive favour, right? Because my audience is not turning up to hear Mark Maron. They're like, yeah, they're yeah. not going. We've been we've been waiting for this moment for six yeah, years. Yeah, if right? you're like that, you
0: go to his <laughs> podcast. You know, they're there for you and whoever you're talking yeah, to. Yeah,
2: exactly. Right, you're listening to my show on five live not because of a specific person but you know there's going to be someone interesting and we're going to have yeah. an interesting yeah, conversation course. right that's the point so when he was like really kind of weird and defensive and uh and you know look people will have to listen to it and they'll make up their own choice whether i got it completely wrong um or not right that's that that just is what it is but my in my defense i would say i'm doing this 12 hours a week and if he's the only dude, right, yeah. that I can remember. <laughs> In six years. Yeah, then maybe it wasn't me. Like, I was just doing what I do, right? So Is that and, it? Right, I, know,
0: can't, I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. no, just...
2: just and, and I've interviewed people who are regarded to be quite... Um, who don't like being interviewed, right? And mm. had really good interviews with them. Damon Alburn, Tom York, those kinds of people, right? And we've had great conversations. So for Mark Maron to be that guy... yeah.
0: Um, so what is one thing that we do this about, um, what is one thing that your partner does, your wife does parenting wise that annoys you, um, that you haven't really told her, maybe you have now, you've been together a little while, that if you, if she heard on air, she'd go, yeah, fair enough. And also what is one thing she does parenting wise that's brilliant and a real positive that you don't tell her she does brilliantly enough so we can weigh it then rather than it just being a negative.
2: Yes, of course. So, the thing that we argue about the most.
0: Okay, you're going to go for the negative first. Fair enough. Yes, that's we're fine. going
2: to go for the negative first. Let's get that out of the way because I want to finish on a positive. Yeah, yeah. 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 That straight. That came straight to mind actually. Yeah. Well, because it's ongoing. It's like a daily thing. It's that I think she's way too strict, and she thinks I'm way too slack. That's okay. that, uh, that is the, that's, that is that's, the, that's a, and that is and a that's massive, an immovable problem in sense of the discussion. It's really difficult. That is one that we are trying to work out every single day. And, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a challenge. The positive thing is she's an unbelievable mother. I mean, she's a lioness. She will fight for them and defend them. And she organizes everything to within an inch of its life. It's she's so on it. She's unbelievable. You know, she's just the most brilliant organizer, but also super supportive of them. And, um, yeah. And she's, you know, it would all fall apart without her. I mean, it would genuinely all fall apart. You know, they, would they, I mean, we'd be on Uber Eats every night, yeah. right? Like if, if it was, <laughs> if it yeah. was left, to, if it was left to that, but also just yeah. the, again, once they become teenagers, you'll find this. And once, They're doing clubs and they're doing sports. The logistics involved to make sure that they're getting to training or they're getting to the match on time is, you know, it's a huge amount of work and Mm. she's just brilliant at it. She's absolutely brilliant. And she's so kind of fierce about them. She's fierce at everything that she does and that's amazing. It's nice finishing on positive, isn't it, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Takes us two and a half years to realise that. (laughs)
1: We're all a work in progress. Every day is a school day, isn't it? Thank you so much. It was one of my favourites we've ever done. I love that. It was really good. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Thank
2: you.
0: Big love. Big love. Nihao Arthur Naika. great one I enjoyed that I didn't know I didn't know what it was going to be like because I've met him before great guy really funny and stuff but with people where they're like you know he's a broadcaster he can get really serious but I think that was a perfect balance perfect balance I was exactly
1: that is exactly what I
0: want this podcast to be to future guests <laughs> <laughs> Really funny stuff but also some really interesting stuff and he was opening yeah. up about moving yeah. and stuff and I thought it was great because there must be so many people listening where the kids aren't happy at school and I'm so lucky that my girls enjoy it um, but it must be so hard if they don't waiting to pick yeah. them up every day so um, it's nice to know that get, it gets better.
1: Yes, um, thank you for listening. Thank you to Nihao. Uh Let's talk how to have better conversations is out now. Also, um, if you want it,
0: let's just Google it. Headliners... Oh, your headliners Mark Maron, BBC Mark Sounds. Mark Maron, on You'll find BBC it. I think Sound. it's got a bit of a cult following as an awkward interview, anyway. Like outside of how Howe, Mark Maron in that sort of you know online world. Oh well, there we go. I look forward to that. It's from 2019 and <laughs> pre-pandemic.
1: Oh, oh, to be in the room with someone that hates you like that—it's bad enough on Zoom, isn't it? When it goes badly, <laughs> we get
0: by. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. I'll see you. Uh, I'll speak to you on Tuesday, Josh.
1: See you on Tuesday. You go and sort your kids out, Rob. I can see looking yeah, over
0: well shoulder. Yeah. Bye. bye. <laughs>